Hey, uh, welcome to Exit 15. Glad you guys are here. Are you glad to be in the room? If you have your Bible, go to Romans chapter 10, and we're going to start. I'm going to start reading in verse 12. And I want you to hear the words of Paul here. It's really a strong passage and some great truth I think we all need to understand. One, for there is, and this is in Romans 10, verse 12 through 17, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. I'm going to stop right there. Paul is communicating to us here. He's saying, okay, many of you in the church believe it's only for the Jews, that Jesus, the message of the gospel, is only for Jewish people. And Paul, in the very first phrase here, is saying, no, 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 no. It's not just for the Jews. Jesus is just not for the chosen ones. No, 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 no. It's for the Gentiles. And the Gentiles is the reference to the, all those that are outside of the church, all those that are not Jewish. It's basically a metaphor for all of the world, all the other nationalities, all the ethnicities that are outside of your little Jewish culture. And Paul is saying, no, 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 no. It's for all people. So let's keep reading. So he says, there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For, I want everybody to read this together with me. Everyone, are you reading? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be what? Saved. I want you to underline in your Bible, Bible everyone. Everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then he continues. This is how are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him who they have not heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? But how are they to preach unless they are sent? I'm going to unpack that here in just a minute. Just as is written, how beautiful are the what? Feet. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news of good things. However, they did not all heed good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Question mark. Old Testament reference. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of who? Christ. Okay, I'm going to unpack this. There's really three things I want you to understand in this. Number one, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Everyone needs to hear the gospel. Everyone. That means that for some of us in this room and those maybe outside of the room need to recognize our prejudices that we might have towards someone who we think is too far gone. Or maybe some of us are believing that, oh, Jesus doesn't love them anymore. Ooh, that's a little bit of a spiritual arrogance, isn't it? If you are saying those kind of things. Everyone, all of mankind, all ethnicities, all social economic uh, statuses, all people need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to hear the message from us. It does not matter who is sitting in front of us. It doesn't matter who God leads us to. Everyone needs to hear the gospel. This gospel message is not offensive. <laughs> Did you hear that? What you have to say is good. Why would you not hold back? Why wouldn't you say something 
It's not offensive. God loves you. He sent his one and only son to die for your sin so that you could have eternal life. That's the simplistic message of the gospel. Like, that is good news. That's a good thing. Who said it was offensive? Oh, you're judging me. Oh, I'm sure that's all, all the things you hear as you talk with your friends, right? You hear all of those things. But ladies and gentlemen, I hear the message of the gospel is not offensive. Everyone needs to hear it. Here's the irony of this message, which is so funny. And you're understanding the context of Romans chapter 10. As Paul is talking to the Jewish people there in Rome, to the church in Rome, he's saying it's for the Gentiles. But here's the irony of it. He's saying it to the people in the church as well. You need Jesus too. Oh yeah, you need to think outside of the church, right? You need to think of all everybody else. But the irony of the statement is, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to you too. And maybe now, even as I'm saying that to all of us, maybe we need to look across the aisle, look across the six-foot distance between each other and say, you know what, that person needs the gospel just as much as I do. And we're inside the church. And so Paul's encouragement is so profound here. It's not just outside the walls, but it's inside the walls that everybody needs to hear the gospel. Number two, you ready? Let's move on quickly. Number two, stillness is not an option. Can I start preaching? Stillness is not an option. Here's, here's what Paul's saying. He says, I love this, how are they to believe in him who have not heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? How, but, you know, how are they to preach unless they are sent? The word sent is a moving word. It is a verb. It means to, to, to walk, right? It, that's where move comes from. That's where this idea, this concept, this series, this hope that we have is we are to move. Stillness for the gospel is not an option. It's not. If you think I'm just going to create my own little happy bubble and I'm going to be okay. That's not what God expects of us as believers in Christ. We need to share this message. How is it going to be passed down to the next generation? It's only by us saying something. Stillness is not an option. I love how the progression that Paul uses here, and I'm going to kind of caveat this, and if you're taking notes at the bottom, it's not up there, but calling that Paul talks about, calling requires faith. So the calling that we have requires faith for, for us to believe it. Faith requires hearing. And hearing requires preaching. And preaching requires sending. Do you see the progression that Paul went on there? I'll go back and read it again. I'll do it again. Calling requires faith. Faith requires healing or hearing. And hearing requires preaching, and preaching requires sending. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. I came across a really cool quote, reading a commentary on Romans 10, and I'm going to share some knowledge with you. All right, this commentator, this is what he said. He says, we thank God for the printed page, and even the cutting-edge presentations of the gospel circling the globe on the internet. We're thankful for those. But 
It is the human voice that cracks with passion, the human eye that wells up with tears of gratitude, and the human frame that shuffles to the podium bent from a lifetime of service to the gospel that reaches the needy human heart most readily. Yes, it's one thing to use the cool gospel tract. It's one thing to use the Evangel Cube. Yes, it's, used, it's really cool to use the Life in Six Words app, which I'm going to show you here in just a minute. Like, it's really cool to use all of those things, but there's just something about when you say it. It means way more than a text message. It means way more than an Instagram post. All those things are good. Please hear me. All of those things are good. But man, when you're friends... Here you get choked up about how much you love Jesus. Oh gosh. Oh man. When they see how much passion you have for the one who saved you, that is a stirring. And that's what Paul is asking. He's saying, hey guys in the church, come on. It's time to move. It's time to move. Number three, because I'm going to give you all the blanks because the last time I didn't. I'm sorry. All right. Number three, here we go. People... Respond to the message, not the messenger. When we are sharing the gospel with our friends, they are responding not necessarily to you as a person. They are responding to the word of Christ. That is what Paul says at the very end of this passage. He simply says this. He says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. That is the message of of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. What are they responding? What are they hearing? They're not necessarily hearing Steve talk. (laughs) They're hearing the message of the gospel speak. And that's who they're responding to. They're responding to the message of Jesus Christ. As you tell the story that God loves you so much that his sin is one and only son, that whosoever believes in him, confesses with their mouth, believes in their heart, will be saved. That's John and Romans 10 put together. John 3, Romans 10 put together. Hey, that is the simplicity of the gospel, and that's what people are responding to. So in the world of rejection, in the world of I have too much fear, in the world of all of this anxiety about sharing the gospel, hear these words. They are responding to the word of Christ. They're not responding to necessarily your face. (laughs) That's what we have to give. We don't give them a personality. We give them a message. We give them a person. That's what we have to offer to a lost world. These are what your friends are looking for. They're looking for someone to give them hope. They're looking for someone to tell them the truth about eternity. And you have the power to do that by simply giving the message. We've said this the whole past four weeks. It's about what you say. It's about what you say. It's the message that matters. And people will respond to that, not necessarily the messenger. Oh, yes, Paul does talk about beautiful people. Oh, yes, he does talk about how beautiful are the feet of those that bring the good news. But it's people who respond to the good news, not to your feet. Because your feet stink. Right? (laughs) Let's just be real. They've been in shoes all day long, right? Uh, You take them off, they're... Okay, anyway, you might have toe fungus. I don't know. Maybe that's part of your story. uh, Anyway, so people are responding to the message, not the messenger. I want to wrap it up. 
Final thought. I'll wrap it up. If you're wondering who, who's going to be the one to tell the message? Oh, I'll just, I'll just let Steve do it all. I'll just let my life group leader d- tell the message. No, 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 no. Those things are good. And yes, you can count on us to be able to share that gospel message. But I want you to think about you. Who's the one that's going to take the message? It's you. It's me. It's us. It's us together. You know, I want you to think in your own life, in your own heart, right where you are in that little altar chair that you have that you're sitting there. I want you to really genuinely think, how can I take this message to someone else? What does that look like? How can I share the gospel with the people around me? I'm going to give you, over the past four weeks, we've used different ways to share the gospel. Last week, Poppy, Christian, shared the three circles. You remember that? The TV screen, the three circles? The week before that, I literally went John 3.16 on you. I went using that one verse and sharing the gospel with you. And this week, I want to share something different with you. The name of the app is called Life in Six Words. You saw the video before I got up to speak? The gospel presentation? God, other, sin, penalty. Oh gosh, I can't remember the E. Everyone, life. It is an app called Life in Six Words. And you can actually download this app and you can use the app to share the gospel with the people around you. Uh, there's a, a little button on there that says start a conversation. And you can literally use your phone to share the gospel with one of your friends. You can simply say, I'm in person. So I click on in person and it's a series of questions that you walk through together. And as you walk through together on the screen, you're actually sharing the gospel with them. Another way that they have this on here, let me go back to the start. Um, it's not just, you know, you could do it by... Uh, quick starters is what they call it. It's just like one little question and you're off and running kind of to change the subject or whatever. And then another one is you can actually send an audio recorded message of your testimony to your friends. You can actually click right here and says send audio story and you simply just click on it and it pops up a little microphone and you say, God loves you. Jesus died for your sin. Let me share you my story on how I came to know Christ when I was eight years old. And then at the very end, you hit send, and you can send them a text message that has the audio recording of your testimony right there. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, So the organization that puts this together, his name is Dare to Share. Greg Steer is a friend of mine, and Greg is a passionate soul winner. Like this guy, and he loves teenagers. And he, he created this app to make it as easy as possible for students to be able to share their faith. And if you're looking for something that might help you out, I would encourage you to download Life in Six Words. Life in Six Words app. We actually have a Bellevue group. Like there's a group that we have that's on Life in Six Words app where we can encourage each other in sharing the gospel. We can also, you'll have the moment and the opportunity to be able to um, celebrate when you share the gospel. We'll be able to see, hey, Caleb shared gospel at Chick-fil-A in the drive through line right there using the app. And it's a way for us to even celebrate and to work together and to share the gospel. Here's another, there's another cool feature about this. There's a map, a global map. 
And it shows all around the globe how many people are sharing the gospel using the Life in Six Words app. It is pretty amazing. It is really cool to look at that, 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 that map and see these little dots popping up of all these people that are sharing the gospel. It's another tool. It's not the tool. Obviously, it's the message of Christ that you know in your heart and your life, but it is something that you can use to better equip yourself and to even share the gospel with your friends. I encourage you to do that. Once you get into the group, if you want, I have the group code. If you want to see any one of our staff, we have the group code, and we'll be happy to give that to you tonight. If you want to join the group, the Bellevue group, it's Bellevue High School Ministry. On the, if you search it, you'll find it. It's right there, okay? But there's a little group code, and we can give that to you, and you can start off running this little app. 